You have inner churn. Your job is not fulfilling you like it once was. Stress rules. Your ambition seems lower than it was and maybe even moving lower. You sometimes feel like you're aimlessly wandering through the forest. Well, in this episode of the Bill Kasky Podcast, I have a special guest, Alan Allard, who will fix all this for you. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. We had uh, Alan Allard on uh, six months ago or so, as I mentioned in the interview. Good guy. He's become a good friend. Uh, He speaks uh, deeply about things, and I do too, and I love talking with him, and he's Uh, works with high achievers, high performers, as do I. And I think you'll like this interview. It's about 20 minutes. And we talk about these five things that I mentioned in the front, which is these are the things that we either hear from people or they they actually have going on in their lives. And he answers them all very well. And I riff a little bit. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, my special guest today is Alan Allard, and you can find out more about him at Alan Allard, A-L-L-A-R-D. I guess I should spell Alan since there's 19 different spellings of Alan, A-L-A-N-A-L-L-A-R-D.com. And Alan does uh, coaching and professional development primarily for high achievers, high performers, and he works on the whole fulfillment, happiness contentment area and uh, and I'll let you tell him a little or let him tell you a little bit more about it but uh, we did a show here about seven or eight months ago and uh, it was uh, popular and so we thought we'd bring you back so welcome to the show Alan thank you Bill very good to be back you know I thought this topic was uh, hyper relevant today because we're kind of finding ourselves uh, coming out of the pandemic and you know, everybody's still a little bit on shaky ground, I think. And I think there's a lot of people who, if I'm summing it up correctly, are kind of worried about this fall and what's going to happen. Are we really, are we going to do the same thing we did two years ago? I hope to heck not. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we're heading into some rough economic times. And I don't, you know, whether you want to call it a recession, slowdown, doesn't matter. There are rough economic times if you believe the data. So I thought this would be a good time to kind of revisit and uh, this happiness thing. And so I'd like to start with you and just ask you the question, what are you seeing from your coaching clients, your training clients, you have a a host of high performers you work with, what are you seeing, hearing, feeling right now about just people's state of mind? Well, I I think that you uh, said it pretty well. We, We have a unique set of challenges that's evolving into a new unique set of challenges. And the, the challenge with high performers is that many times they tie their happiness to how their performance is going, to their achievement, to their success. Mm-hmm. And so when external circumstances makes it more difficult, then uh, sometimes the performance isn't what uh, a high performer wants it to be. It doesn't come as easy. So they lose their edge of happiness. They're, they're more critical of themselves. Uh, they're more on edge. So that's one of their biggest challenges, and they have to learn a whole different way of thinking about this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember last time we talked about uh, you are not your income. You are not your achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are deep down inside you are just observing all those things if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint. So the more we mm-hmm. attach our self-worth and identity to what we've achieved, the harder we fall when things aren't going the way they did. So I, I right. like that. Yeah. So I thought what we would do today is um, I've got five problems written down here, 
problems that people either bring to me, things that I uncover in some of my uh, high-performance group work and training work and coaching. And I thought what we would do is I'll give you these five things one at a time, and then you riff on them a little bit. I'll riff on it uh, to the extent I can, and then we can maybe come up with what's a first step. If the, if the listener has this issue, what's the first step toward solving it? Does that sound like an okay format? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Uh, here's number one. Hear this a lot. See it a lot. When you look at the data from Gallup and some of these uh, employment satisfaction houses, it's it's always in the 50% range, meaning people are 50% of people are really satisfied with their work and the other 50 less than. And so the first one is my job is not fulfilling me anymore. And I won't say why that is. I mean, it could be a lot of different reasons. But if somebody came to you and just said, look, my, I'm, just, I'm just not all that excited about uh, what I'm doing right now, how would you, how would you look at it? Uh, and then we can talk about what we would do. Yeah, that's a good one uh, because it's different for different people. But in general, it brings to mind uh, the toughest question that we'll ever uh, have to answer. And that is, what do you want? Yeah. People think that's an easy question to it's answer. Not. Uh, no, it's it's not. And so in terms of a job, what is it that you want? And in in today's um, culture where people are always on, always busy, they don't take time to slow down and think through. And, and likely they need help thinking through it and sifting through it to get clarity. What do I want? Because if I'm not happy in my job now, uh, chances are I'm not going to be happy six months from now or a year from now or two years from now. So the sooner that I can start getting uh, some clarity on, okay, if I'm not happy with this, if I'm not satisfied, what do I need to be really happy and excited? Yeah, I like that. I, th- I totally agree. I've even done a podcast on the concept of what do you want? Sounds so simple, four words and a question mark. And it's almost, right. it's just, it's brutal to ask people. And to be honest yeah. with you, I've struggled with that over the last couple of years as this whole thing has transpired. I'm asking myself at my age and where I am in the business, what do I want for the next five years? And but once right. you start into it, you have you have it inside you. It's just sometimes not apparent. Right. It's, it's, it's in what we'll just call the subconscious, meaning what we're not really aware of and conscious of. And often it takes someone else on the outside to guide us through that to find out uh, what is on the outside. But it's really critical because our default is going to what we think we should want, what's reasonable, what's the right thing to do. You know, I've worked with medical doctors and and they say, I hate what I do, but I I can't stop because, look, I put eight years into medical school (laughs) and then eight years into this practice. I can't walk away. And so if that's where they end up, they're stuck. And there's always that, what would they think if I quit? <laughs> right, what right, would my spouse right. or kids or yeah. banker or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And the real important thing really is what does that person think? See, because if, if we're letting what other people think and what they think we should do and want trigger our subconscious beliefs, that's the problem. Yeah. The problem is what that's do right. I think about myself? And then I presume that, so the answer to that is a little more clarity about what you want and then maybe matching yes. up. Is there, is there something that I want that I could get from this job, but I'm just not putting in the right formula? I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm holding back. Like uh, if you think of, if you want to do a broadcast, you want to have a, a weekly radio show. That's what I really want to do. Well, maybe you could do it for your company. 
maybe you could do a podcast for your company. So I think that inside what do you want might be you look at your job then and say, where could I get this at my current position? Because like you said, changing positions, no matter where you are, no matter where you go, there you are. So you're always going to have this issue if you if you have it now. Yeah. And and that's a good question. It's kind of like a, a marriage, right? Except that that's a whole lot more serious or a partnership in life is can I get what I want out of this partnership? Because either I can or I cannot. And the sooner we find out the answer to that, the better. And if we're afraid of finding out, no, I can't get what I want from this job. No, I can't get what I want from this relationship. Then the sooner we find out that out, the yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. Number two, uh, I'm going to name this something that nobody would ever say, but I, I think you'll understand when you hear it. I have a lot of inner churn, and inner churn I would define as just an, a, a kind of a low-grade anxiety, a low-grade uncertainty, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, I wake up with it, I go to bed with it, I have lunch, I meet clients with it, and it's that it's that I don't feel free. I feel like I'm. I'm kind of in a, a always in a low grade dilemma. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will uh, you know start with a disclaimer. Aside from a medical issue, let's assume we're not talking okay, about yeah, a medical yeah. issue that needs to be uh, diagnosed and, and worked with. I would ask that person. Okay, let's ha- let's have not just a conversation. Let's have maybe a few conversations. Tell me how you feel about yourself. What do you think about yourself? Mm-hmm. What does it take to make you criticize yourself, to feel bad about yourself, to feel guilty, to feel shame? That's the core issue. If someone is going around like that, how do they feel about themselves? Are they at peace? Do they know what they want? Do they feel that they deserve what they want? Yeah. Do they have the power to act on what they want? Those things. So you're dissecting what the real issue here is because yeah. the real issue is not I have anxiety. The real issue is why. And the whole quest line of questioning about how do you feel about yourself? You obviously go deeper than that because I don't, I don't you know. I feel good. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I would answer that. But then when you say, okay, where do you feel shame? Where do you feel stress? Where do you feel? I can, I can better answer yeah. those questions. Yeah. What does it take to have someone put you on the defensive? <laughs> Meaning you, me, whoever I'm talking to, if someone accuses me of something like, well, you're selfish or you're, you're narcissistic or you're an idiot. You're, you know, you, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that won't bother me unless I believe that partly. That's yeah. the issue. That's what I mean by what do you think about yourself? Um, yeah, I, I'm reading a, a book right now by a guy named uh, Michael Singer. I don't know if you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been on, uh, he's, he's everywhere now because he's promoting his book. His book's called right. Un- The Unte- Untethered Soul. Yes. And, and he really gets it down to something that I learned back in the 70s. There was a book called I'm Okay, You're Okay. And right, he says, right. everything in life really gets back to, are you okay or not okay? <laughs> and Yeah. And, you know, people laugh at that, but that's fundamental. Yeah, it is fundamental. And if I'm entering a situation where I'm uncertain about it, I may bring my not okayness to that situation. And that's not going right. to be helpful. It could be a stressful right. negotiation. It could be, I don't want to lose it. If I lose it, I'll have to go tell my spouse and partner, uh, right. you know, I got to pay the bill. And so you take that not okayness in and everybody feels it. Everybody feels right. it. Right. Yeah. And this is something you you really emphasize, Bill, in, in what you coach and teach. And that is salespeople you know, when, when they go to a prospect and, and they don't feel the equal, if they don't feel that they're peers, 
if they don't feel, hey, I have something of real value to you. And if you don't want it, that's fine. You know, I can walk away. There's a lot of other people. They they have to have that mentality that, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're not more important than I am. You're not better than I am. You may have a loftier title. You may make a lot more money, but I have the solution to a problem you that's have. Right. So that's you need right. Me. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're okay with nothing, you will be more okay with everything. And that's a good phrase. That's kind of like that. I'm, I'm okay whether I get to business or not. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point, my, I really am, whether a person works with me or not. It's not that I don't care. I would prefer to have them as a client than not right. have them as a client, certain clients. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm okay psychologically and, and emotionally if a person says no, uh, you're right. an idiot. I'm going to find somebody else. And it's like, you know, well, I've done that to people. I Sometimes it's just not a fit. And so, but I think right. that base level of okay, not okay is really, I, I think we, we, we don't talk about that enough. We get really clever and fancy no, and we get all right. charts and graphs and really it gets down, it gets down to that. Well, you know, when people talk about call reluctance, they're, they're, they're we're not afraid of people rejecting us. Ultimately, we're afraid of ourselves rejecting ourselves, criticizing ourselves, telling ourselves we're not good enough, we're never going to make it, uh, you know, what are people going to think? And so it, it's the, really the self-worth is the fundamental issue. It's not the only key issue, but it's the center. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, number three, uh, my ambition level has gone down recently. I, I'm not as ambitious as I once was. I hear this a lot, especially mm. from o- older uh, you know, fifties, sixties. Uh, I'm just, I just don't have the ambition that I once did. And I want to, I want to get it back. Then find out what you really want. Okay. So <laughs> back to the, really, what do you really want? want? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, little kids, I, I have five grandkids now and it, it's amazing. Uh, children have no problem with ambition, zero problem <laughs> because they know exactly what they want and they feel that they're worth having it. So when people lose their ambition, um, they don't love what they're doing anymore. They've lost sight of what do I really want? I also, yes, that, and there's also that factor of biology too, where as you get older, there's a, there's not as big of a natural storehouse of ambition there to draw from. You have to kind of will it and you have to continue to be clear. Right. Like if you're in your thirties and forties, you're in asset accumulation mode and you're, you're trying to make as right. much money as you can. And then you, you know, you wake up when you're 55 years old and you got 5 million, 2 million, 1 million, 10 million. And you're like, okay, well maybe I'm in a different mode now. Maybe I'm not in an asset accumulation mode, but, but you have to be in some mode, which gets back to your question of what do you want? Right. Yeah. Well, in your example, earlier in life, they identified what they really, really wanted. I doubt if that was their primary want or desire, but it, it's something that's essential to life, right? Money. But once someone satiates that need, then uh, there's no ambition to get more of it because they're fine. So then the real question is, well, what do you want in other areas of your life? What about, you know, I talk about happiness, uh, happiness is any form of positive energy. So anything that mm-hmm. we find meaningful, uh, satisfying. So what is it in your life at this stage of your life that is worthwhile for you to wake up in the morning and that will get you excited? Yeah, that is Let's so true. That. that is so true. And and the what you want part has to be 
something that it's attached to your spirit in some way, something that has a deeper meaning than just, well, I've got this goal. I need to make 20 calls a day. I guess that's what I want because yeah. apparently it's going to, and I say, yeah. no, the, you have to love the process. You can't just love the outcome. You have to love the process. And if the process is too yeah. painful, you're not going to do it. No, that's very true. We can make ourselves do something for limited time. And so we need to find out, you know, what do we really, really want? Yeah. And when someone says, well, this is what I want, my next question is, why? What will that give you? Yeah, because we've we, uncovered we, a different layer of what they want, and we keep doing that until we hit the pay dirt. Yeah, I've heard some, uh, I've heard some people say, well, why do, why do you want that? Well, I, I want to feel, uh, I want to feel like I'm a stud, or I want to feel satisfied yeah, yeah. that, I, and right. it's like, well, why don't you just feel that now? <laughs> it's a shortcut, you know. Why don't you just feel that way? And and the likelihood is that the thing you want is probably going to be more apt to show up if you already embrace the feeling that you are really after. Uh, than if you feel lack all the way through the process of trying to get this thing. Right. No, what you said is really important. Why don't you feel it now? Okay, I need this to be happy. Well, why, why not be happy now? Find ways to be happy now and use that energy then to get what you say you want. Yeah. But why wait until that external achievement to feel what you want to feel now? That's what you said is very important. Yeah, it's, it's like the, you know, we we... We want to feel better about ourselves, so we buy a bigger house. We want to feel better, so we buy a nicer car. We want to feel better, so we uh, marry a, a stronger person. We want to have kids, so we have a bunch of kids. And and then at some point, those things become become like yokes around our neck. Not the people, but the things, the stuff. And then you have to have ever ever growing number of list of goodies to make you happy. Yeah. And then at some point. Uh, the the goodies all collapse on you, <laughs> and then you realize right. they didn't do it. You know, no. Well, because those things can give us comfort, or they can give us some pleasure, or an ego boost, but they won't give what I would call enlightened happiness. Those are more the inner things. Call it spiritual, and to me, spiritual is anything having to do with the human spirit. Uh, we are more than physical beings, and so all of those things that people uh, have been taught this will make you happy. Then they find out, well, no, it really doesn't. What really makes us happy is uh, being at peace, yeah. incredible acceptance of ourselves, and some key relationships that are mutually, reciprocally rewarding. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, one thing that I get tired of hearing is people say, well, you don't need anyone's approval. Really? <laughs> really? Of course we need someone's approval or love or validation. It's just that we need a few people yes. that are healthy. Yes, that love us for who we are. And yes, we need those because we're, we're social animals. We just don't need it outside of that inner circle. We don't need someone to approve us or to validate us, but we do need a few other relationships, at least one or two. Yeah, I agree. And I think that when we choose those relationships, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to have somebody in your inner circle. That's just a freaking cheerleader. That just yes. says, go for it, Alan. Hell yeah, yes. go for it. Unless of it's course. something really dumb or you know, something that you just but usually we have people who pick apart our ideas. You know, I'm thinking about starting an online business. Oh, what do you know? You don't know that. That's too hard. I had a friend that did that once. He tried to use Facebook ads, it didn't work. It's like, okay, well, this is not I mean, maybe the answer is no ultimately, but give me a little encouragement on the way through it. And we all need that. We all need that. We all need that. Anyone that says, don't give an F about what other people think, 
is not telling the whole story. Correct. They're, they're getting at something important, but we are relational. We cannot thrive in life without people who we love and who love us. So true. Okay, last one here. I'm aimless and wandering. And I think I know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm a broken record here you today. Are. You are. And, well, and, that tells you know, us something, you know? Yeah, I tell, I tell people, if you watch me coach one person 10 times, don't think you know how I coach. If you watch me coach 10 people, don't think you know how I coach. That's how I coach that one person or those 10 people. The next person might be entirely different. So the answers to these questions, there is no one size fits all, but we have to answer the question. So I will answer that question. Um, can you ask me the question again? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> what I'm, was the question? I'm aimless and I'm, I feel like I'm kind of wandering through life. Okay, so yeah, again, um, tell me what you think about yourself and then we'll get to the question of what do you want? Because until we answer the first question, gut level honest, which most people can't do because once they start thinking about how they feel about themselves, they start judging and criticizing <laughs> yeah. and then they shut down. Yeah. When I was a therapist, I learned very early. The minute I judge this person in front of me is the minute I cannot help them because they're not going to be honest with me. They're not going to, they're going to shut down. So we start with what do I think about myself? How do I feel about every aspect of myself? Brutal honesty. And then we bring what I call the super mindset. Not S-U-P-E-R, but S-U-P-R, uh, subconscious, unconditional, positive regard to everything. Mm -hmm. Carl Rogers coined the term unconditional, positive regard. I'm just adding the subconscious part to it. When we can look at any aspect of ourselves uh, that we want to put in what Carl Jung called the shadow self and say, how do I feel about myself? What do I think about myself? Then finally, we can get to what do I want? When, when we find out what do we want, we're, you know. Well, well, nothing will stop us. Yeah, and I think I like what you said there because if if I just if I went to my clients uh, tomorrow next week and said, okay, we're going to plan out the next six months. We're here in quarter three. For what do you want? What do you want in the next six months? And I know you're you're talking about a longer range. What do you want? But let's just say we're doing that. I think if we're if we're scared and if we're not okay and if we have some shame and and some of these things are at work internally, mm -hmm. it becomes hard to really dream about what we want. And so, therefore, yeah. the answer to that question is going to be filtered through my scars and you know traumas and and right. what's realistic and what will my wife or husband think or my boss. I'm sandbagging, you know. So I think that first question is really good, kind of clears the deck for the real question, which is, what do you want? Right. Which explains why most people don't deal with these things. And, and I'm not criticizing them because it's really difficult is because it is hard work. It's not pleasant work. Yeah. We can make it easier and, and, and more enjoyable, but, but it, it's not hard and it's not pleasant. Uh, people go their whole life avoiding these things, trying to hide from themselves, much less hide from other people. And so then it's, very easy to go find someone who says, well, here's your market plan. Here's how you dominate yeah. your market. Here's what you do. <laughs> and I'm not saying that those things are not important. They are important. But if we dominate our market and end up not feeling so happy, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. Alan, great conversation today. If you want to see more, hear more, uh, there's a couple articles, I think, on his website, A-L-A-N-A-L-L-L. 
ARD.com. We will put it in the show notes in case you didn't catch that. And uh, we're going to do, let's, I want to try to do this every six months or so. And uh, this was a great conversation and hopefully our listeners were able to uh, take value. Any, any last words you have about anything that we've talked about? No, I think, uh, love the discussion. Always love talking with you, Bill. So anytime. <laughs>